All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slapped me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. When he plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a beardo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. All right. Welcome to the latest edition of the FPL America podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Wow, Brian Chesco. You know, it's been a couple of weeks, guys. All the new listeners yes. you've added in the last couple of weeks are like, who's this guy talking right who's now? Who's the new guy? Yeah, who's the new guy? <laughs> I am a charter <laughs> member of this podcast. Thank you very much. Yeah, that's right. We are recording this on Tuesday night. Of Come game, on, you got This is Game Week 34, right, Brian? Yes, Tuesday night in the midst of game week 34. Brian, we've been lately recording on Monday nights, but you know, Dave requested to record this on Tuesday <laughs> night, and there's only one reason why. It's because he wanted to be able to say this is another episode where yeah. we have to talk about top of the table arsenal. Scott, I don't mean to bring it up or boast at all, but this is another podcast with only a few more left in this season mm-hmm. where Arsenal, Scott. Are first in the table on May second. They sure are, but you know what, Dave? I know, I know that it it might just be on paper. <laughs> I know that, but daggone it, it's, it's still there. Points, those points are in the bank. I hate to be predictable upon my return, but I have to say just one thing to you, Dave. Yeah, I know, I know <laughs> what's coming. I was never wrong. I just wasn't right <sighs> yet, three- and. I have to say, I thought it was going to happen sooner and much more gradually. But this has gone from Arsenal holding off the inevitable slide that I knew was going to come because they've never been in this situation before. They're filled with players. They've got like one who's won a title. You know, Jesus, I think, did it with City. But I don't know. Sinchenko with City. Okay, fair enough. So all your, all your. I mean, I was calling them City Junior at the start of the season, lest we forget. It's true. But uh, yeah, those well, two haven't been look, enough. They were, they were, they had precipitous. Won, they had won Dave. seven or eight in a row. Precipitous. And they drew three, and then they lost the City. Right? Like that's the worst stretch of their season. Yeah, that's. But timing. they drew three, and and what's so painful about those three? Well, number one, I, I think they thought they could just show up against Southampton, right? And then they found themselves down instantly to one nothing. Couple of nothing. nice goals by Southampton. Yeah, and they, and they end up. They had to come back and draw it. What hurts more was the being up two zero to Liverpool and being up two zero to West Ham, right? Like that. Those hurt worse. Uh, but look, it was at Anfield, so you know Anfield magic. We saw what Anfield did to Tottenham. Although they they almost we'll get to that. They almost let Tottenham back in, but Anfield magic showed back up at the right time. Yeah, buddy. So yeah, but you know what, Scott? As of today, if only by two points. And even though City has two games in hand, <laughs> technically um, Arsenal is still top yeah, of the table. You know Count that, on those two draws, Dave. Did you know that Dave made predictions for all of the 
uh, Arsenal matches as of from Liverpool to the end of the season, no. weeks and weeks ago. No, I missed that. That was a that was a Travis episode. Uh, he nailed the Liverpool score exactly. Okay. So he got the two two draw. He uh, I missed West Ham probably. He he picked a three one West Ham win. Or he picked a 3-1 win versus West Ham. Yeah. And by the way, don't forget, Saka had a penalty saved in that match. Yeah. It would have put them up 3-1. It could have been 3-2. Mm-hmm. Minimum, it, sh- it could have been th- it could have been 3-2 because the final score was 2-2. Okay. Okay. He picked a 3-0 win against Southampton. Of course, that, that was know, not 3-3. Three, three. He got one, one half of the score, right? I missed the He picked match. a 1-1 away draw to City, which that was wrong. <laughs> yeah, it was. And then what did I, what, what I say the Chelsea game? You 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 had predicted a one nil loss to Chelsea at home against Chelsea. Wow! And you were wrong again. You wow, got the I'm one right. Happy, happy to be wrong there. Got the one right. You did again. You were, you got half of it. Undersold, uh, Mr. Odegaard. What did I say? What, the what, one what thing did you, I say in the Newcastle The thing game? you did, you picked a two two draw. Mm. The thing that you did get right though is that you put a lot of dropped points in there. And that was the one thing that you said even that episode. You're right. That makes me nervous. This makes me nervous. There's a lot of dropped points yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. And that's exactly what happened, even if your scores were were close but no cigar. Yeah. Anyways. No, that's, that's interesting. Just, that's that's, that's a, a good point. A revisiting the Dave Dave's predictions of his So, Scott, I must Arsenal. have inherently known it as well, because Brian's right. I did... He he, and when I got done, he's like, "Dave, that's a lot of drop points." I'm like, "Oh my gosh, that makes me really nervous." Yeah. Um, the, the game today, though, you, I, I, I texted at one point and said it's hilarious to me that Zinchenko is going to get a a clean sheet for the first time in, well, I don't know, three months or whatever it is, and that was the that was all the jinx it needed for you guys <laughs> to g- give up the dumbest goal at the uh, weirdest time. Yeah, for sure. Anyways. Um, We'll eventually get to that game. So we're not here to talk about top of the table Arsenal. That's for sure. For sure. What are we here to talk about? Well, I'd like to talk first about the uh, FPL America Podcast Cup. Okay. You're, you're back. So let's talk about what you want to talk about. Oh, Brian, thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to talk about the cup, the podcast cup that's going on right now. All right. We are game week 34, which is not wrapped up yet, but this is the round of 32 for our... Podcast I'm so disappointed. Cup. Are you I, still in, Dave? No, I what? lost second week, man. I'm so so disappointed. I I had a buy the very first week, and then I won the second week after that, and then and and lost, 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 lost. And it's I was so so disappointed with that loss last week. I just I had a horrible week at 47. I got beat by 55 by Busby Babes, <laughs> league Mike. So, anyways, yeah, with a fifty-five, so it was annoying. Brian, you're going up against Travis. I know. I in saw the round that. thirty-two. Oh, yeah, wow. who who used his triple captain in the last possible week to play it on a Erling uh, Holland, uh, Erling Holland double week. Well, not the last time, but the probably the better of the two double weeks remaining for City. So, Brian, you're about to lose to Travis. Oh, I'm going to lose for sure. How, uh, hold on, how, how, I, can, I, you, like, how can you see the? Um, oh, we, I got you. You can just we, scroll. I mean, up. we I see it now. we can go into this if you want to about what my pre game week 34 just yes, disa- Brian. disaster. Please uh, do. 
because we had talked top about... Top of the table, Brian, to be fair, in the league standings. He's top right. of the table yeah. in the mini in league. A, in, a, in a tightly contested uh, mini league race for between me and Drew and League Drew and League John. Yeah. yeah. Um, it could change. We could all interchange at any point. Um, we had talked last week about almost the the necessity of a free hit for me. Not just... Not, I mean, just the, not just likelihood, but I mean, what other week was there? It's the best possible week remaining to do it. And when you know, um, I fell asleep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's right. So not only uh, not only did I not make the free hit transfers the night before, but my plan was to, I, you know, of course, I want to I want to wait to the last possible second because it's the most fun to do that, and. Uh, and yeah, and I ended up uh, waking up at six twenty-five or something like That's that. That's too late here on the East Coast. Yeah, Brian. and uh, the deadline here, East Coast United States, is six six a.m. And so I woke up and I just said, "Oh no, you've got to be kidding me!" And my wife must have thought that like something bad happened because mm-hmm. she did. she heard it. She, did she like launch out of yeah. bed like sit straight like, what? up? What happened? And I was like. I missed the FPL deadline. <laughs> I didn't make my transfers. And she's just like, I thought you were going to say someone died. <laughs> and I'm like, you are doomsday. Get Take a chill pill, huh? Anyways, uh, yeah, I did, not make, uh, I did not make a free hit team. Uh, and I, I don't feel good about that. Because um, overall, uh, the moves I would have made, um, it, would, it would be much better for me. Uh, this week than what it did and i didn't even take a hit i actually banked a transfer <laughs> so i didn't even make i didn't even move anyone i didn't i did i like my the one move i would have made was to bring in matoma which i don't know that that would have helped yet uh, as of right now it would not have helped um today i was really hoping that when i saw martinelli was benched i immediately was hoping he would come on and do really good and then i realized i had uh Eze, uh, as my first bench, and then I was like, it's "No, nine. please, Martinelli, do not come <laughs> on." As a has nine points sitting there, and uh, no, it of did course. not did not work out on uh, my favor. I am destined to lose to Travis in the uh, oh. in the FPL America Cup this week. So, well, congrats, Travis, ahead of time, Scott. This you is got not a good this score. is not a reverse jinx right now. Yeah, but I'm going up against Jonathan Cruel, as in Tim Cruel and the gang, and he's got he's got an entire squad still to play. Uh, he's got ten guys with a second match coming up. How many, I don't, how many do you have? I don't have that many. Uh, counting, I've got six, including Holland as captain. But does he have the same captain? Actually, I've got seven. I don't know where. Does he have the same captain? Um, yes. Okay. Yeah, Holland as well. So I guess that offsets. Um, you got a twelve-point lead. Yeah, like that's re- it's possible. Scott, that's possible. It's possible. I could find my way into the round of 16. I love it. I'm excited. Uh, our mini league, which is something that we've promoted on and off again for a couple of years now, because you can join that by becoming a Patreon supporter of this podcast. Uh, our mini leagues cup is about to kick off Yeah, next weekend as well. And that That's one that I would really like to win. And that's one where the smack talk on our Slack workspace, also accessible for <laughs> Patreon supporters is going to be excessive. But lots of fun. By the way, speaking of our best supporters, we hope that if you're listening to this and you're anywhere in the vicinity of Lynchburg, Virginia, you'll join us on the final day of the season, Sunday's matches. We're going to be downtown Lynchburg. 
uh, at the Academy Center of the Arts. And uh, we'll be watching the matches. We'll be enjoying some beverages and some food, maybe. At least some concession stand stuff. And uh, and checking out all the matches and joining our final day. It'll be my last official day on this podcast. And so, so uh, he says, I'm maybe. excited to so party. He, so he says. The day away <laughs> is only we can do. I think he's podcast. just looking for an extra reason to party, Brian. All right. Party Animal Scott is looking for more reasons to party. Okay. This is harshing his buzz. Yes, for sure. Being here, even tonight. All right. <clears throat> Brian. I tried yes. to take an should, should we get on with this? Sip let's, of bourbon in that well, moment. Well, let's talk Didn't about work. Let's talk about whatever happened so far in Game Week 34. We'll probably have some things to say maybe about the Game Week 35, too. All right. If it wasn't so obvious, I'd say that Scott's side of the day is the number 34, but I'm not going to do that. Fulham 1, City 2, Holland with a penalty kick goal. Sorry, that bourbon's still burning. I was going to say, that's kind of getting you there. It is. Why did you eat it wrong? I know, right? <laughs> I know. I'm just gonna. I'm just going to stop talking. Uh... I'm going to hang up and listen. I thought for so long, I'm going to give you a breather, Scott. I thought for so long in that match, as I was watching it optimistically, hopingly, like it didn't look like early. I mean, City, it felt like scored pretty quickly. They were kind of dominant. And then Fulham kind of just kept hanging around. And then Venetia's got one. Yeah. It's 1-1. De Bruyne's not out there. Alvarez, right. who had a beast of a game. Yep. Every time he plays Brian, he's amazing. Yep. And... And I just like city city could not put them away, and Fulham just kept hanging around, hanging around, hanging around. I'm thinking they might get a chance here. Yeah, and and they just never could end up completing it. And and, and listen, losing Pereira. I was gonna say you lose Tim Ream to a broken arm, you lose Pereira, Pereira to, like to a, a broken, broken ankle, ankle, and you ankle, both yeah. are out for the rest of yeah, the season. That's brutal. And and neither one of them for, were. Were like vicious attacks. Like both, both. It was just crap. The rest Lock. of Fulham's players can officially just pack it up for the South Coast. Yeah, or yeah. wherever they're. Fulham's got to be officially now at the beach, right? Well, Losing they're not going to. They're defense. not going to say that. And the Pereira in say their the midfield. Opposite, you know, like Pereira is their most important player, probably on their team, and then Tim Ream. I know it's weird to say, and I know it's Fulham, but they are mid-table Fulham, and Tim Ream has probably been. He's been their rock in their defense all year, which is, again, crazy to say. Yeah. The first thing is that if you talk about big winners and big losers, uh, FPL-wise this game week, the big winners were almost all differentials across the board, I would say. Like if you had gone just wild differentials? Yeah, and so, I mean, look at – I mean, if you if you punted on a free hit on – Julian Alvarez, which some people did, and it's not it's not out of the question wow. because of like just his position, the possibility of him starting in place of De Bruyne, which he's been doing. That's just such a gutsy call. It's a huge gutsy call. Love it. I love that kind of guts this late in the season. But Alvarez, you know, he we like you said like we've been saying it all season. Everyone knows this how awesome he is. Whenever he, all he has to do is play. Plus, and I would say this with De Bruyne in varying states of fitness. Uh, presumably from now to the end of the season. I'm not sure you know, want to rely on... I don't know that it's a bad punt the rest of the way, regardless of what happens. You know he's going to get out to there. To have Alvarez. Yeah, he's six. He's yeah. six pounds. Yeah. So making him one of your three forwards, I get it. You're going to have, you know, you're going to... There's you, Holland plus whoever else, and it's probably Callum Wilson for a lot of people right now. 
And I, I know the third forward spot is being dead-ended into Greenwood, well, who's $4. Would you yeah, rather sure. have Watkins or Alvarez? Well, it's just it's tough, right? That's the thing. Because you uh, want Holland and right. Alvarez. Well. Assuming you already have Holland. Right. That's what I mean. So you're you're doubling up, you know, two attackers. I don't. I still don't think it's stupid. Yeah. Fair enough. If you put it on Mares, which I was going to do this week, you at least got an assist. You know, you get right. you get five points from him. It's everyone else from Manchester City. De Bruyne. No, like Pep didn't mention the only person he mentioned in his any press conference in the build up to the week was Ake. So Ake was the one person he named by name. And he said, "We otherwise we have a fit squad." That's what he said. He talked about the. He talked about. He didn't say anything about De Bruyne. It wasn't until Saturday morning that some, or you know, some leaks started coming out. Uh, De Bruyne didn't train. Did he didn't travel with the team? Okay. So then it was just, well, how how accurate is this? Sure enough, it's very accurate. Even today, you know, he's. It's like he. It. He might be fit to play tomorrow. By the time, I mean, obviously, by the time you hear this, you'll know. But De Bruyne's injured, so you. You know, you get nothing from him. Game one, Grealish, yellow card, another. You know, a one pointer for another highly owned asset, and then Ederson and the defenders. How many? That's a great band, by the way. Ederson mm. and the defenders. <laughs> well, you get Walker Stones, Diaz, Akanji. That's not a bad backline. You know, you think you get uh, Stones, one of the most popular transfers, and I think the number one defender transfer in this past week. Yeah, gets you nothing. Yep. And uh, and yeah, to to your point about Fulham, guess how many shots on target they had? As many as City? No, not like, even close. Oh, like one or two. One. The one they goal. scored from their one shot on target. They're one shot on target. Brian's favorite. It's the best stat of all. <laughs> so not only do you, you know, you could have. Gone- Sorry, the way you were setting that up, I thought I had to go outrageous. And like all of a sudden, no. I mean, I watched the game and I'm like, they so- didn't do anything. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. That's what I mean. But it's been like this for Manchester City. They keep they keep conceding a goal, or even if they, you know, when they've scored, when they've conceded multiple goals, it's on the fewest possible chances. So. It just keeps happening. I would just assume it's going to happen every match for the rest of the season. No matter who they play, whoever they play is going to score at least once. So the question is, is it, you know, do you even bother with this? Ake's back in training this week, by the way, in case that's uh, interests you in any way going forward. All right, Scott, any, yeah. any, you got anything on this? I mean, it's, this match didn't change anyone's perspective on City assets, I don't no, think. No, right? I mean, there was a time when you, you, might have felt like experimenting with the captain choice off of Holland and on the other players, but that ship has sailed again. I would say, given uh, given Manchester City's schedule going out, which you you know you you want their players game this this week, you know they play West Ham tomorrow, they play home to Leeds on Saturday. Right. This is uh, I so it will be a quarter pounder in the making. Yeah, they're the and because all the matches are at ten o'clock. The early matches are at ten o'clock Eastern time, so they're all there is no there is no seven for Eastern Eastern Standard Time. So you can Americans. sleep in exactly. Your deadline here in the United States is eight thirty a.m. That's that's you're, that's that's you're at work already during the regular week, <laughs> right? So yeah, so the because the deadline is a little later, you'll know you'll know the lineup. I would say even you know ahead of time, prepare for the app. Definitely the app. And, Brian, and who is it that's on the, on always the got the city info? It's Team News and Ticks. Team News and Ticks on Twitter. On Twitter. That guy uh, gets the answers ahead of time. He knew he uh, even 
Multiple at times least, with City early games, he's been dead on. He's always dead on. Not just not just sometimes. He know, he okay. gets he knows the teams. Today he's got sources. Uh, ahead of ahead of Chelsea and Arsenal, he just uh, tweeted a gif of uh, of someone saying "ch ch changes," <laughs> and that was it. So and he was right. Just and then someone asked who for Arsenal, and he said "you bet." And then so then it was just people's guessing game of who from you know, and everyone guessed it that Martinelli was gonna be, you know. There was Trossard coming in, and the assumption of you know Martinelli getting benched, and sure enough, that's what happened. Either way, what I'm saying is you're going to get team news ahead of Manchester City and Leeds. If you know that Alvarez is starting in the in the game against Leeds, why wouldn't you? Yeah. Do you still yeah. have someone that you can swap out for Julian Alvarez? If you find out that he's starting that game against absolutely. Leeds? bring Julian Alvarez in and figure it out later, just knowing that in game week, you know, game week 36, they're at Everton and then 37 is another double for them. I just don't, I, to me, I just don't think it's, it's an extremely high upside choice because he's, he's effective even in limited minutes because of the offense. Wow. I, I, I just don't see it as bad at all. Okay. Anyways. Other games were played this match week, right? There were Liverpool four, Spurs three. Did you watch it? Yeah. What a game! Wasn't it fantastic? No, it was fantastic. This game. This game. What I, a game! I was telling my brother this. This was one of the most wonkiest, wackiest, weirdest Premier League games I have ever seen. I mean, from one team looking like Liverpool looks like they are literally going to score eight or nine goals, like they did on Bournemouth early in the season. And then, like, they didn't fall apart. They were still playing well. And then all of a sudden, like, Tottenham kind of does their little Tottenham thing. I thought when Kane scored his, I thought it was going to – I think everyone was – I thought I was expecting the exact same result of Spurs-Newcastle. That's – I thought it was going to be the exact same. Right, like 6-1. Here's Kane. He got his. He got his token goal. Liverpool is going to smoke him the rest of the way, and that did not Absolutely. I thought the exact same thing. Liverpool was looking so good. Uh, Diaz starts, comes in, gets an early goal, and, and I mean they are just flat rolling. Salah gets a pen. It's three zero. Well, it feels like in the first five minutes it wasn't, but it felt really quick. And then all of a sudden, Scott, as the writers could, couldn't write a better story, hmm. Richarlison comes in. Liber- oh, Spurs God. are down three <laughs> two. Richarlison comes in. Then one of the most hated. Guys in the Premier League, unless he's playing for your team, the the ex Evertonian comes in at Anfield, eighty third minute or whatever it was, scores no ninetieth minute. It was like it was late. late. Yeah, it was it was like ninetieth minute. Felt like that was the last thing that was injury happen. time. Don't don't gloss over Sonny here, but but yes, finish your story. Richarlison scores the goal, ties it up three three. Runs over to Liverpool fans, gives them the finger to the mouth, like shush, shush everybody. Ripped his shirt off, got his yellow card. He and Son do the chicken dance. And 90 seconds later, Diogo Jota gets an assist. I think it might have been from Allison. Allison played a long ball, and and Jota got it at the right spot. Dribble takes three dribbles and scores and absolutely wins the game 4-3 and Mike dropped and it was just like I the whole game was so wonky and weird. And all right, so Brian tell me about Hyun Ming Sun. I I mean Sunny Sun could have had a 
bigger game than he did. He hit the woodwork. Isn't that his season, Scott? Yes. Sonny could have had a oh, bigger no. season. I mean, no, than I'm, out of, no I'm out of Spurs. No, there's no denying that. No, I'm just for saying, sure. I'm just saying that this is a this was like the one of the few players that I think you could have said at at any point in the season could come back onto your radar here at some point. I brought him it's, in not that long ago, just a few weeks ago. He's right back out. Right. Spurs Mojo has been I, terrible. I would just say in game week 30, if you go back to game week, you could go back a little actually further than that. You could go back to game week 27. Sun's Sun has got basically Kane's numbers since game week 27. Here's my he's, question. He's Brian. blanked twice since game week 27. That's good. pretty good. I just think That's it's good. I just think it's be- it's better than you would have guessed. Goal and an assist here. Again, he hit the hit the woodwork. And I just think this is not uh, – it's not it's not great. However, just remember that Spurs finished this season against Palace, Villa, Brentford, and Leeds. Those are your last – those are the last four. If I can find out if Spurs give a damn, then I will give a damn. Well, I, just, I, I don't think know. they do. I think they obviously do. I, is it Ryan Mason? Is it just like rah-rah Ryan here? I think it's a send-off for Kane. Play Ooh. play your hearts out for Harry because he's not going to be here next year. Interesting. I hope he didn't go to United. Plus, I it I, feels like a United move. Well, I mean, look at the table. I mean, they it's not top four is not they're not out of the top four. No, it's not, it's not impossible, but it, it's unlikely. It's just not. No, they're not. It's not possible. Brian, I'm the, not paying enough attention. I'm just saying, like they like they are now behind. Your guys. Yeah. I mean, they're behind Liverpool's Liverpool fit. now. And, six, and Liverpool's so. got a game in hand. They're on 56. I don't know if Liverpool can make it to the top I don't think they can catch four. Newcastle at this point. But, but Europa, Brian, Europa will be good for you guys this season. Yeah, I can't wait for Thursday nights in Bulgaria. <laughs> uh, Brian, yeah. I'm not paying enough attention to Spurs to know. With Ryan, Like there seems to be a lot of optimism around Ryan Mason. He's the one who had to retire because his skull cracked, yes, right? Yes, yes. Okay. Yes. Is he any good tactically? I have no idea. Is this even a long-term option? No, for there's Spurs? no way. There, it can't possibly be. I mean, this is this even is, a, even a caneless Spurs that you don't have to worry about trying to impress. Isn't it hilarious that a Ryan Mason Tottenham is still a step above the Frank Lampard Chelsea? A step? Wow. I mean, I, I was going to say good a, good point. If Tottenham plays Chelsea tomorrow, they beat them three nothing. Right, like uh, I, I mean, I, it's, it's. I what, think the only loser if Tottenham plays Chelsea tomorrow is me, for having to watch it. <laughs> yeah. I knew it. I knew something was. As part of this podcast, <laughs> I lose in that, Dave. Okay. There's no way that Tottenham's long-term solution to their whatever they've got is Ryan Mason. They, there's no way that, that given their trouble that they've had, there is no way that they could possibly have somebody coming back and saying, "Yes, this is our long-term guy." If assuming Pochettino goes to Chelsea, which seems like that's that's been imminent for I don't know for how many days now. Uh, I don't know. When are Spurs going to realize who they are? Well, especially without Harry Kane. Well, well, you'll find that out. Yeah, you'll find out soon enough. All right. I guess. I'm just saying. In the last since, so I said since game week 27, Suns got 52 points. So that's a that's a pretty good Excellent. that's a pretty good. Turnout, all things considered. Let's talk about how good Trent Alexander-Arnold is as an asset right now. Well, we can talk about that. For, for sure. Yeah, no, no, for sure. I mean, I, I feel like whatever his ownership is, it's not high enough. <laughs> is that fair? Sure. I, I just, like, there. look, he's been so good. He, he's been one of the best fantasy players for multiple, multiple years. Honestly, Scott, I love that these, 
I hope he ends up making a permanent move into the midfield. I think it just you know makes him a better. It was weird what he was doing though. They weren't necessarily putting anyone back in his position. They were just letting him kind of lope around. Yeah, just kind of drift. I in mean, and Spurs' out. first goal. There's came a really from good. That open position yeah. on the pitch. There's a really good video on NBCSports.com and if you, if you sort the videos by soccer, uh, <laughs> you can find a breakdown. Uh, it's two analysts kind of going through and showing just the, uh, I don't know, amorphous. Is that, the, is that a way you could describe it? His yeah. position. Just the, uh, the, the fluidity of it. Um, the lady that does the analysis says that kind of up off, off the top just to say you can you can look at the formation ahead of the match, but you know so many managers. She said it like so many managers have said to her. I can't remember. The, I'm, I'm just saying she because I can't remember the lady's name. But she said like so many managers saying to her, there there isn't really a a formation here. Once the whistle blows, like you just think of players like you know she names specifically Trent. She talks about John Stones, just the way that certain players now have this like. You know, freedom. Uh, yeah, just kind of roaming, like Trent, kind of all over the place. You see him everywhere. Roaming, roaming midfield. is the word. It yeah, seems to be. He really is. Purpose. But, it's, <laughs> and, but with him, it's for the purpose of getting probably your best passer. You know, I would say your best. You know, you definitely your best passer. But somebody, yeah, you get him. Yes. Not only more forward, but you get him on the ball as constantly as you possibly can. Right. Can, can I say this? Because yeah. no, maybe no other podcast will say this. Because I heard John Stones and Trent. Arteta started this with Zinchenko. Zinchenko started this. And Pep put Stones into that same type of role. And now Klopp is doing it to Trent. And I'm not saying that's a bad move. I just would like. Just you like, want to give Arteta I the love. Like, I would like my little Spanish genius to have to get some street cred. Spanish for, genius who tortures for, small animals. Does he? Doesn't that. Dave, come on! Whatever. Yeah, come on, Dave. We're not make a, better choices. Well, this is not a make this better is not choices. A, this is not a animal torturing. That's a I don't sociopaths. Do you know what happened today? Animals. Do you know what? Do you know what happened today? Yeah, it's like the <laughs> highest indicator of, of someone becoming an actual yeah, murderer later sure. in life is, is torturing animals. Do you know what happened Who today? Who did he kill? My cat. You know my cross-eyed killer cat. Yeah, I do. She is. She's Wales, the cross-eyed killer. See, it's the it's the weirdest Wales with an H or Wales no. is in Gareth. I don't know. I yes, hate the Gareth name. Wales. I hate the name. <laughs> yes. We we got her from the from the pound. Gareth comma Wales. Yes. We <laughs> we got her from the pound, <sighs> and the stupid pound had that name on her. I wanted to name her something else. I want I want to name her Mister Scooty. I like that. Yeah, from from uh, Mario Kart. Anyways, bottom line is. The girl, still, my, my girls didn't want to change the name. Do we still refer to places as the pound in twenty twenty three. Humane Society. It's it's the better name, right? The Pound. Right. I don't know. And especially you get a cat there. (laughs) Okay, fine. Go ahead. The Humane Society. The Pound is next to the orphanage. (laughs) (laughs) Keep Mikel away. You're right. That is a dated term. Thank you, Scott. Um, Although you remember ages ago they had pound puppies. Of course, I had a pound pound puppy. Stuffed stuffed animal. Do you remember the movie Turner and Hooch? I I loved that movie. What are we talking about here? All right. Anyways, bottom line is. Wales, the cross-eyed killer, as she does often. We have a little doggy door in our basement, and for a she cat, is, she yeah, because she look, it's From great. The pound. She comes in and out. She goes as she pleases. Even oh. though oftentimes when she doesn't want to go all the way downstairs and go out the door, she'll make me. She'll just go to a door and sit there, and, and she knows that I'll let her out because she has me trained. You're a softie. Anyways, you're right, Scott. Shut up. 
So <laughs> bottom line is the, the cross-eyed killer has brought in many animals into this house, and dead and or alive. And today she brought in a bird <laughs> up. It was flying around inside the upstairs of this what? house. And ended nice. up, poor thing was half wounded, fell on the ground. And uh, I was trying to, like, look to get, like, a towel or, like, a paper towel to, like, put it on my hand to grab it. And my wife, the superhero that she was, just ran down and just grabbed the bird and, like, took it outside. And, and I grabbed the cat. The cat stayed inside. And then she put it in the bush. And I never checked later to see if the bird survived. My guess is there's a dead bird in the top of that bush. But who knows? Maybe. Maybe the bird survived. But it's not the first bird. Live bird we've had to take out of this house because of whales. The cross-eyed killer catches one and brings it in. Whales is the Mikel Arteta of cats. I guess so. That's the moral of the story? I, I guess so. Is that how I got on this? And that's why we need to give credit to Zinchenko. Thank you, Scott. For that's inventing exactly... something. I just, I just, I, you're going to need to timeline this. That's what I want to see. Is I don't think anyone needs to the timeline timelining. the pod at this point. Okay. Okay. All right. The end. Are we done with Wait, Liverpool? No. Diaz, Diaz, no. Yes, we have to talk say, about that's the first Klopp thing. shaking his junk in front of Tierney, acting like a seventh grader. He apologized for it. Credit to him. Listen, I was never more proud of my manager than in that moment. I, it, when I saw that, I thought to myself, I don't ever want to hear Scott Weeby say another <laughs> about my manager ever again after his does that. <laughs> oh, man. Listen, there's a part of me that wants to say he's fully justified in what he did. The Liverpool fan in me thinks that Paul Tierney deserves anything that might happen But to that him. wasn't Paul Tierney. That was the fourth official. Uh, Paul Tierney. Paul Tierney's got something out for Liverpool. That's the Liverpool fan of me talking. The FPL pundit in me is saying, I get it, and whatever happened. He's been charged by the FA at this point. Klopp has. Not I didn't tyranny. know that that was official. Uh, it happened today. Okay. So, it, you know, we'll see what happens from that. This is not a first offense this season for Jurgen Klopp. He's much more... Um, y- you know that kid in school that, like, would start the trouble but never get caught? It was always the second kid who yeah. joined in who would always get in trouble. Smarter. Like, Klopp, Klopp's the second kid, yeah. you know? Pep's, like, he's sneaky about his troubles that he causes. Klopp's just much more, like... I just, I just never seen any fourth, I, like anyone who berates, whether it's my manager or whoever. That, and I can't say I I've mean, seen every fourth I'm official. Not, is I'm not always putting it berated. past Arteta. I haven't seen him bully a fourth official. I just never. I don't know what they even do other than hold the sign up. And so why even go at them? They don't have any decision in the game. They're there mainly they're there to if be someone, bullied. They're mainly there. In case someone on the field gets injured. Now they're there to be bullied, to absorb it all from the manager so that the referees on the pitch don't get it. Is, is that true? That's my unofficial take. All right. Anyway. Listen, the was point there, is you had Luis. Is there FPL in this? Yes, because okay. you had, uh, yet again, you had a uh, last second Diogo Jota, uh, one of the most popular transfers also of the game week, was seemingly the most, the second most reliable or third most reliable or desirable forward asset finds desirable. that he's, he's knocked going into this. So he comes off the bench, kicks Oliver Skip in the face. Probably should have been red carded for that. Well, Ryan Mason uh, thought so. And and earlier, the Spurs had uh, someone stomped. Uh, was it Diaz? You got a full, you got you got a full foot right on an ankle prior to that. Spurs and Liverpool should have each had someone. So it should have been 10, 10 v ten by the end yeah. of this game. I don't know how Jota got away with kicking him in the face. Well, that's Paul Tierney too. He, you know, he he 
truly believes if he doesn't call anything, he can't be wrong. Uh, but either way, you're still... But now, Jota apparently took another knock at the end of this match, so isn't probably going to play against West Ham, which is unbelievable. That screws me on the double. Yeah, exactly. So then, uh, but Luis Diaz is back. I, I, is it safe to say Darwin Nunez is out of... this? Is He's out of contention here? I think for this season, yeah. He's going to start... He's he'll off probably start against... No, I don't think he'll start. It feels like it's going to be Diaz, Salah, Gakpo as yes. your front three yes. against West Ham with Darwin probably making Darwin a, and and Jota when healthy. Yeah, yeah, but yep. Darwin making a off the bench substitute appearance yeah, against West Ham. Darwin's not who we thought he was. Well, not I'm not yet. saying he's bad. Yeah, I'm not. not I'm not, not throwing shade. I'm just saying. The way Klopp wants his front three to play, I don't think Darwin fits well in that. Well, he's already. I mean, we talked about it before. Excellent it's, player. It's, it's I, all about. It's all about how they press, and obviously, he trusts every other player he has, but Nunez. other than Darwin, <laughs> to do that, including a not too long ago like major injury, Luis Diaz. I think Luis Diaz is a great. I, I think he might still make some noise for those who are really like playing for league titles, Brian, uh, for cups. I, I think he I might mean, be I, an interesting late season selection. I, I wonder, and I, I would have thought, given the way the this match went, I kind of would have thought it's weird to it's weird to talk about Salah a lot of times because you know overall for the you know, since he kind of came back on the radar here, I don't know what five or six weeks ago, maybe even more than that. He's he's leading in all the categories you want him to. He's taking the most shots. He's doing all the all the stuff. But even in this match, I kind of thought like maybe somebody else had done it and it wasn't. It was still Salah. But he only took three shots. You know what I mean? Like you're still and he only got he scored a penalty goal. You're glad that he's still on penalties. Thank goodness he didn't kick it into the rafters or whatever. But like it's just a weird a, a weird attacking Liverpool team where. Jota felt like the most likely to score for the like since he's come back from injury. Gakpo feels like the most likely to do something else after that in a way, either assist or some sort of like scrubby goal. Salah's not it just doesn't seem like Salah's doing it as much. Either way, like I'm I'm just not really sure what you do with the attacking assets. Jota felt like like uh, the best thing that was happening to them here and uh and you lose him when it matters. The yeah, most. that stinks. I just, just to I, listen. I, we're, I don't want to have to go back. You have on anything first. groundbreaking? Listen, no, I just want to. I just want to say. I said game week twenty nine. Go back to game or game week twenty seven. It's not just. This isn't just like me going back on Sun to say, oh, Sonny's been good since game week twenty seven. Your number one scoring midfielder is Hume Min Sun. He's okay. ahead of Odegaard. Okay. Even with Odegaard's huge game today, I was gonna say it took a massive game Sun's, to get him I in that Sun conversation. When I said Son has fifty-two points, Son has fifty-two points. Odegaard's got fifty-one. So I'm saying, like, since game week twenty-seven, Hyungmin Son is your number one scoring midfielder. His price is going to keep him out of almost every team that exists. He's eleven and a half. So to me, that's that's a guy who, oh. like I said. He's still he's shooting a decent amount. He's still in your top easily in the top five or six so, for shots, and he's getting his shots on target as he usually does. And I'm saying like ever since Conte left, it's been better, son. Well, no, Brian Mason's got to play his best actual players now. Perisic is yeah, going to play I, all I, the games that are left. Son and Richarlison and Kane are going to play all the games that are left. For That's sure, it. there's no there is no alternative. For sure, it just felt like Conte was a was a rain cloud. 
too negative type of a manager for the Danny Rojas Kenming son. It's right? I, I feel like I feel like Ted Lasso reference there. Ryan Mason. Kenming son needs a happy environment to work in. It's Ryan Mason is uh, is to what this situation is what uh, like Conte and Vieira, uh, Antonio Conte and Patrick Vieira for whatever reason had the. You know they're they had the the restrictor plates on. They they are okay. They're like this is not a NASCAR they're, podcast, they're but throttling okay. those guys like you know, and then all, all of a sudden you get Roy Hodgson coming in and saying, "Oh, you know what? Our best actual attacking players are Zaha, Eze, Elise, and Jordan Ayew, and yeah. we're just gonna we're play just them all the time. Full because, send. The, dude, yeah. they they've been scoring. We haven't even got the Palace yet. It's like four, five, six goals a game. Right. That's what I'm saying. Ryan Mason's Palace. in the same situation where it's like. All right, go play. Like this is all we've got now. Pedro Poro, you're gonna play constantly because Emerson, even when Emerson's fit, he's not gonna get back in the team. It's Pedro Poro and Perisic on either side. Would you rather have Son or Salah? I'm gonna have Salah, but I, but I, it's it was largely because of the double week this week, and then I think Liverpool. Honestly, the schedule's similar. Because okay. Liverpool, listen, Liverpool is finishing after they they're gonna thrash Fulham at Anfield in, oh, buddy. Uh, tomorrow. Oh, buddy! I wish I had a captain Salah. And then <laughs> they get Brentford at home in thirty five. They're at Leicester in thirty six. Home to a very very safe Aston Villa in thirty seven, which I feel like there's goals in that game. And they finish the season at Southampton. So I'm not sure what at what Southampton's probably relegated at that point. Yeah, I guess. oh for sure. I, I would think we should know that by that point. That might be the only yeah the other two. I'm spots saying the last there. four for Spurs and the last four for Liverpool are very similar. There it's and it's okay. actually like similar teams. I so uh, to me I it's not an exact toss up. I still would trust Salah more because of penalties, but and because of who he is. But Scott, Son's a great I think a really over way overlooked asset. Right Scott, now. you'd rather ha- I agree with that. I d- absolutely believe he's overlooked. His price is helping that, especially with so many other. Lower price. I would say the next, because the next decision would be, would you rather have Son or Bruno? That's what I was going to ask. And the answer is Son. The answer would be Bruno because. You would rather, because of the extra matches. Because of the double week. Okay, Scott. Son or Bruno? Mm -hmm. I have principles, man. (laughs) I understood. I figured that was going there. I hate, listen, I'm with you. That's one of the few things that you and I can absolutely 100% agree on. Uh, Bruno Fernandez can kick rocks. If you made your midfield, Salah, Son, Bruno, and I know this whole thing has been about Brighton. We can talk to Brighton about Brighton when we get to it, but you could do that with March or Matoma and Rashford or something. I feel like that's fantastic. I'd rather have rest of the way. Sala, I, I think it's, Son, I think it's Rashford. Excellent. Yes. And then others screw Bruno. Yeah. Right. I like rooting for guys. I like Scott. I agree. Bruno Fernandez was the lone goal scorer in United one Villa nil. Anything else to add here? Assisted by Marcus Rashford. I, uh, I had a weird FP, feeling. FPL assisted by. Well, <laughs> I, that's assisted. what we're here to talk yeah, about. Exactly. I had a weird feeling about this game. Like I, I put a premonition. Al- yeah, I did. I had I, I put Alex Moreno and Watkins the last two spots in my bench. I pulled both of them. Nice job. Um, and I don't know why. And, I and had full confidence in starting Shaw. So it's weird. I, I just felt like wow, United's gonna win this handedly hold up let's go let's pause this pod and let's go buy some lottery tickets dave i don't know a good point i don't know how villa didn't score they probably deserve to score 
They've been saying, playing so good under United. I'm saying in the I first, mean, in the first half, they had there was a sequence where it looked like uh, Dallow Unai United. It looked like Dallow kind of kind of arm tackled Watkins. This in is the box. team of the week, Diogo Dallow. You're talking about D- Dallow was excellent this week. Dallow would have been in my uh, free hit team. I would like to uh, say that now. <laughs> sleepy. He head. would have been my choice of, of Manchester United defender. Um, and then in the second half, there was a sequence again where the you know it was just one of those like it was a shot put in on goal that came out that was then shot again and then a clearance like off from someone's head off the line like it was Villa was you know Villa wasn't great I think Watkins finished officially with zero shots in this game and I don't think he had a touch of the ball in the penalty area Holy if smokes. I remember right. So it was just all around bad for Aston Villa, like previously unstoppable attack. But yeah, Manchester United, uh, Bruno and Rashford get you something. Bruno's, I think, on a ten so far. Also uh, would have been my free hit team. And um, and then United's defense plus De Gea, everybody gets a clean sheet. Dallo goes for nine, Shaw seven, Lindelof gets you six, and Malasia gets you a five because of a late yellow card. Don't forget that uh, that Lindelof is not just the preferred he's he's a basically last man standing center able to play as center back for them uh Lindelof is 4.1 so you're look anybody that, who's that's pretty solid anybody who's thinking of going to like Bueno or Tati from from Wolves like one of the really really cheap guys if you really want to save money I guess you can do that but Lindelof is playing some really good like I think Manchester United's fi- like end of season matchups are very good uh, De Gea is a great choice, I think, for your rest of season goalkeeper. If you if you're done with like free hits and wild cards or whatever, uh, yeah, you got West Ham uh, after Brighton and you know this this week, thirty five. You get West Ham, then they're home to Wolves. They still have the double in thirty seven, which I think it's the best. It's a I think it's the best remaining double. They're at Bournemouth and then home against Chelsea. Love it. Oh, my goodness. Fantastic, fantastic double week. Oh, Absolutely find a way to triple up on Manchester United by game week 37. And then they end the season home to Fulham. Like, the, Manchester, this is why I'm saying, like, I don't – Bruno and Rashford plus whoever you decide, whichever other player. Rashford and De Gea and any, you know, whether it's Shaw or Dalo or any of their defenders, You, I just feel like it's as, it, it picks itself, wow. basically. Okay. Let's talk about Newcastle and the forward dilemma that was on our Slack workspace a little yeah. bit this weekend. Newcastle 3, Southampton 1. So the question is, Callum Wilson or Alex Isak? You want numbers? Of course I do. Yeah, I'm going to need numbers since, because since game I'm, week- I'm, I'm starting to waffle a little bit on my uh, my third striker, Mr. Watkins. And so, well, and or actually, that's not true. I might also have a Jota problem, right? It's like yeah. Holl- Holland's not leaving the lineup, but Watkins is giving me three twos in a row after being absolutely red hot for like since match week, holy 21. Yeah. Like since a restart, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, well, since game week 29, uh, Dave and Scott, which I'm using that as kind of an arbitrary number because that's kind of when Callum Wilson came back. Uh, kind of came back from his injury, was getting, you know, was back in the lineup, uh, not permanently. I don't think anyone expected him to be back and just playing constantly. But uh, since game week 29, you're, first of all, Callum Wilson has outscored Isak 
So Holy. just so just that, and then what's even more astounding, I would say about that is that the minutes Callum Wilson's played three hundred and nine minutes. Isak has played four hundred and fifty four minutes. I don't know if you heard me. That's four fifty four for Isak and three oh nine for Callum Wilson, and Wilson has outscored him fifty four thirty six. Good lord. He has taken more. Wilson is leading in shots, 16-14. He has 10, t- 10 shots on target to Isak's eight. He's leading in shots in the box, 13-11. to 11. He's had eight big chances, eight big chances to score since game week 29. Isak has had 11. Isak having 11 big chances is fantastic. Again, I think this number is out there. I believe it was on the FPL. I think it's at FPL official had talked about how Holland is basically the only striker who's beating either of these guys in any statistical category. So the only player who's beating Wilson or Isak is Holland. Wow. Uh, wow. Isak is leading in uh, touches in the box, 27 to 26. And Isak's a little more creative. Uh, six, chance, six chances created to Wilson's four. You're not buying him for assists, though. All of that to say, Callum Wilson has done that in 150 fewer minutes so a strategy that i think anyone who's able to do it i think the first question you'd have to ask is do you count on them to keep scoring like this because then you would just say why not both i mean you could you make the argument easily dave to have wilson to have holland wilson and isak as your three strikers in game 35 dave is newcastle going to keep doing this against arsenal that's interesting, right? So Arsenal's been leaking a goal pretty consistently yeah. for like the last six or seven weeks. You picked a 2-2 game already in this, and you yep. know that the two goals are going to be Wilson assisted by Isak and Isak assisted by Wilson. That's probably true. Gabriel <laughs> grabbed his hammy today late in the match. Yeah, that so, he was he was laboring. Yeah. It did so not look good. It's... It, it could be a 3-3-4-4 three, three, four, four match. Or Newcastle could just beat them, flat beat them at St. James Park. It, it, this could get a little nervy for Arsenal if they lose Gabriel and they have both their starting center backs not, not out there. Game week 36, a double for Newcastle. Everyone's going to go after at a double Leeds or, double or triple. Up. Yeah, Leeds and Brighton. You get Brighton at home. The one thing you're going to get in that game, based on the way they've been playing, you're going to get goals. Yeah. And then you get uh, Leicester at home in 37. Strong and you that. finish the season at Chelsea. Newcastle can stomp the life out of a dead Chelsea. A dead, the last bit of dead. life out of a dead Chelsea team uh, in game uh, week 38. Already at the beach, Chelsea. They're going to win that game 7 or 8 to nothing. Chelsea still, by the way, is tied with points with four games left in the season with Bournemouth. Is they, there four or they five play games? each other in game week 35, which is interesting. Bournemouth could be the first between those two clubs to get to 40 points of the win over Chelsea. Scott, this 35. is brilliant. I it's mean, amazing. it's so amazing. And, and the fact that, by the way, we, and we'll get to Bournemouth, their resurgence, <laughs> I mean, their last six, seven weeks have been ridiculous, but yeah. good for them. If Bournemouth can be ahead of the Chelsea in the table after many people, after what, I don't know, match week 30 would have predicted Bournemouth was going to get relegated. If yeah. they could somehow beat Chelsea to 40 points, Chelsea still got 39 points. They might not. The way their performances have gone, they might not win a game the rest of the season. Yeah, That's my guess. 
What's also hilarious, uh, I just uh, I remember somebody saying to um, a hilarious Chelsea fan talk, comparing them to Spurs, by the way, which is uh, just talking about how Spurs have had basically uh, the worst possible run of a manager with a caretaker manager, constant turmoil, refunding fans, all the like the worst possible things that could happen to a team, and they're still 15 points ahead of Chelsea. In the table, do you know what I mean? Like yeah. all of those things. Like this is a Chelsea tel- spent six. We're not even going to talk about them in this pod because there's nothing on their team that anyone needs to own. They spent over six hundred million dollars, million pounds, and or dollars. I don't even, one or the other. They're not the dollars. same. They're not the same, Dave. Just oh to be my clear. gosh. Bottom. I think it's six hundred million pounds. That is, that is. You're closer to a billion this season. They spent that. I just don't, to me, Callum Wilson feels like he's perpetually like chip on his shoulder guy just because of fitness, because That's he's fair. constantly had doubters. And to me, it seems like uh, when he's fit and he's healthy, like we've said this forever, I feel like this is his story for the last however many seasons. When he's fit, he's he's like nailed in your team. And so I don't see why he shouldn't be nailed in your team now. He's playing as good as you possibly can. The possibility of them playing together is uh i mean it it will happen they will do it they did for a, a half that's the amazing thing he scores you know he gets his score this week in 45 minutes like it's it's callum wilson just playing at his absolute peak great schedule going out you still get a double from them uh the other the other side note here with newcastle is um joelinton and and joe willock and those guys joelinton especially uh, also, since game week 29, Joe Linton's got 45 points since game week 29. Do you remember what I said Isak's got? He's got 36. Joe Linton's got 45. He's outscored Isak by a good bit. 13-7-2-12-9-1. Joe Linton is currently, uh, since game week 29, he's your fifth highest scoring player in FPL. Joe Linton. His price is 6-0 in the midfield. He's 6-0. Joe Linton has uh, played 552 minutes. That's the that's the next huge thing. Will you please say his whole name? Joe Linton, Tolinton, <laughs> Murray. Yes. His last name is. Love it. He's got a Stevenson. long, long name. It's his <laughs> final name. And it's not Stevenson. Murray Stevenson. <laughs> it's not Stevenson. Joe right. Linton, Tolinton. Listen, Murray Stevenson. Only Bruno G has played more minutes than Joe Linton since game week twenty nine, other than Pope and the Defender. So it's so it's so what I'm saying is Joe Linton is playing a ton of minutes as your midfielder. He is second on Newcastle for shots, third for shots on target, second for shots in the box. I'm saying, and he's in the box the most. Twenty seven touches in the box for Joe Linton since game week twenty nine. That's first on Newcastle. I'm saying that this is not like this is this is bizarre. I Scott. don't think Scott. this is. I don't think it's crazy. I know. You this would have seemed it has it seemed would have been as crazy as possible not too long ago. Joe Linton is 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 crushing right now, and Joe Willick is not far behind as far as offensive output goes. Scott is anyhow manager of the year. Uh, I mean, if Arsenal win the title, it's Mikel. If we'll say Arsenal finish second. If, if Arsenal finish and, second, and Newcastle finish fourth. Yeah. Well, yeah. Over Probably. Unai Emery? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know you hate Unai Emery, but... Uh, no, I, I just... Not 
keen on vampires. Listen, you're mean. This league needs you're in the off season. I, you know, I'm just equal opportunity <laughs> hater of managers tonight. Um, this league in the summer really needs to add a Bruno Hernandez, so we get a Bruno H, okay. Bruno Iglesias for a Bruno I. <laughs> Bruno Johnson for oh, Bruno okay. J and so on. Okay. We've got F and G. Brighton six, Wolves nil. What? I wanted to name this scoreline, if only because I think this might be the one and only time I get to say on this podcast the phrase triple brace. Yeah. Triple wow. brace. Yeah, and from exactly the players you would have guessed. Yeah, I know. Udav, <laughs> well it, It's so gross. It's so weird <laughs> that McAllister, Matoma, and March don't get any part of a 6-0 the triple victory. Unbelievable. So that's what I was going to say. Probably other than De Bruyne uh, selectors so far, March, McAllister, Matoma. Oh, my. Who, to me, yes. would have <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Well like said, I said, Scott. I have Solly March in my, my game. Team. I had two weeks off. You are on game. your game tonight. Well said. I have Solly March. I, I swapped out McAllister weeks Bruno ago. Bruno Kennedy? Yeah, Sorry, Bruno okay. okay. Here we go. Um, Stop. I was, feeling, I was feeling pretty good when the lineups came out because March was the only one of the three of them that started right. this weekend. And you had March. Uh, of course, March gets subbed at 56 minutes, ha- uh, participates zero times in the six goals that happened. Uh, from any of the players before he left the pitch. And then Matoma and McAllister both come on uh, for about about 30 minutes each and also get you nothing. So congratulations to everyone who chose um, Welbeck, Pascal Gross, <laughs> uh, uh, Jim Undov. Jim, Jim. I just call him Jim. The yeah, way that they Jim. call us. Uh, just call him Bernard. Hey, Philip right. Quedes, Dave. And then, uh, well- and then a Stupignan, of course, is the only standard your only standard uh, gall to get you a return of any kind because he assisted the one of the Welbeck goals. But you, you, we've been. This pod has been talking up in CISO. Listen, let me just say this: my last free hit doubt was whether or not to keep Joda, and so uh, my midfield. The appeal to me was to go with a midfield that to me was unattainable in any other. Like, I can't make it now without a million hits. But my the midfield I wanted was Salah, De Bruyne, Bruno, Rashford, Mares. That was the five that I was eyeing at the end of my week, okay? Which means I did not have the money for Joda as my forward. What I would have done was done Trent and Robertson in my defense, dumped Joda, and the only playable forward that I was interested in was Enciso. As my other, it would have been Holland and Enciso. Not only would the that was the only money I could have spent for someone. Enciso four six has a double yeah. in thirty five and has a double in thirty seven. No, no. Yeah, I just looked at it. Right, it's the has, Bre- a, Bright, has a right. double Brighton in thirty-six, has... and they have a double in thirty-seven. Right, Brighton's it... got Brighton's got two doubles left. They're the only team with two doubles. And left. And CISO's coming off a nine-two-eight. Yeah, with and those are all starts. He started, and, and there's no one like I would say there's no one eye test wise that you would say like I would sub. I would take in yeah. CISO right now over Watkins. Well, do it. I probably will. Okay. I like to me it's just it's more of like 
the threat was always, well, you got your front, you know, you got your March McAllister Matoma. So where are those oh three going to play? Uh, is Evan Ferguson fit? Where does Caicedo play? Uh, the one of the big issues was where whether or not Joel uh, Joel Veltman was fit because depending on where Veltman was playing, that dictated what would happen with McAllister. If Veltman was not available, McAllister was dropping deep, and they were playing other players in front of him, so it reduced almost all of the attacking appeal of McAllister. So I think this week, I, I think Veltman played. I'm pretty sure he did play in this game. But it didn't matter because they still played McAllister deeper uh, within CISO and and Welbeck up top. In the last three weeks, uh, the last three game weeks, and uh, Welbeck, you know, obviously with a huge game this week, was your is your leading scorer as forwards go for Brighton. And CISO is second. Last three games, he's got 19 points. Like that's a like you you would love to have that in a three week span for somebody who costs four point six. It seems like they're gonna take it really easy with Evan Ferguson. I don't they're not the same kind of player. Yeah. They're obviously trying like they're obviously putting Welbeck and Undov, you know, it's like kind of keeping them exclusively up top. Right. And depending on but and CISO's just playing and CISO's playing like with the this remi- it reminds me of earlier in the season when Matoma wasn't starting and he'd come off the bench and he just was killing awesome yeah and it was like holy cow Why who, isn't that, who, who is, is this that? guy yeah. and I, then once Matoma to- got in the starting lineup yeah. he was nailing it and this is exactly what's this happening feels right now with Enciso you're right absolutely so i don't to me i don't hate it at all if you went to Enciso as a as your as one of your forward options an interesting thing was posted in our Slack workspace this weekend. Uh, I'm calling it the Tony trend. So we had Brentford 2, Nottingham Forest 1. It seems as though for many, many did matches. Brother Matt, I think Brother Matt I think he did. This. Tony has been going every other match on scoring. Going goals. back way longer than you would think. If only, Scott, there was a way for us to actually report on this. I want to say going back, I don't know, 10 or more match weeks, every other game. Tony scores a goal. So, Brian, Tony scored a goal this past week. Yep. Therefore, this week, he this will is, not this score. Is, this is, this the, is, o- this is the Odegaard. This, yeah, it's amazing. He's there. He's exactly right. Since game week 23, every other week since game week 23, it's not a joke. Has a return game in week literally every other match week since game week 23. I feel like that's fake. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah, remember we did that with Od- we did that with Odegaard's numbers, and that was like six weeks in a row. And it was like, how is that possible? This is going back since Arsenal in game week twenty three nine two eight two eleven two nine two four two nine two seven. If there was ever a more certain two, uh, not just for matchup, they're at Liverpool. The thing I was going to say about Ivan Tony, though, I mean, yeah, it's crazy that he's alternating like that, but also. Uh, Nothing is more hilarious to me than him getting to nine yellow cards. It will be one of the. It's like if you're like going to do a season long top ten, I feel like this has to be a contender. Like that, you get to nine yellow cards, and everyone talking about like, oh, the tenth, tenth's got to be right around the corner, and it hasn't. Just has not happened <laughs> to the point that everyone made it a joke of like he's betting on this. Like he got to nine, and now he put a bet in that he's not going to get that tenth has yellow. He and he's simply bet trouble. I feel like he he would be yeah. a, a yeah, better guy. Yeah, he has. Guy. That's okay, exactly okay. why right. that's so funny. <laughs> okay, no, but I'm enough. saying like, but the betting thing, it has. There's been no discipline yet. 
that 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 hearing is TBD. Okay. So what I'm saying is like, but like he hasn't not only not got he's not only not gotten the tenth yellow, but he keeps scoring. He keeps doing stuff. By the way, I I know it's every other week, but I who cares? Like, he's still doing. stuff. I don't stuff. like Brentford. As we're mentioning this, I just want to bring up Brentford's remaining schedule. It's bad at Liverpool, home West Ham, and okay. it maybe whatever at Spurs, home City. That's horrible. He'll score three against Spurs. It was a horrible finishing. Record. Well, no, sorry. Based on the based on the flow, he would get his huge game. He would get his return against West Ham, and then nothing against Spurs, and then end the season with like a goal. He's gonna get an assist in game week thirty eight. I just think that it's All it's right. it's. Holland this week it's like you get a goal from Holland because of course you do. You get a goal from Kane because of course you do. Jesus scored again because why not? Of course he's going to score again one time. And Tony gets a goal. Like these guys are just like like other like Holland you're not selling. Kane's been, you know, kind of variable depending on how your team is set up. Jesus was popular, but I feel like everyone would have gotten rid of him if they had a he's choice so, going into scoring. this week. He he's scored that's what I'm saying. He scored this week. Tony was like the most like expendable asset as far as anyone was concerned like five weeks ago, and he scored three goals since then. So like, I just uh, it's he's a hilarious player to me. I hate him and I don't want him, but he's hilarious. Jesus in his last five matches: twelve, seven, seven, two, two, seven. Well, just, didn't we finish Arsenal? You mentioned Jesus. We never talked about. It. I mean, did we? I'm not sure we ever got to their match. We okay. haven't. <laughs> I was hoping to avoid it. It's fair. We, I mean, we talk- Odegaard did score two. Do you want to make a quick plug on Odegaard? Oh, did, we did not talk about it. Technically, we haven't talked about them playing Chelsea. We'll go to it next. Arsenal three, Chelsea one. I mean, I wanted to go to Bournemouth, but okay. We'll talk about top you know of the table, Arsenal. You know what's wild? Yeah, Dave. Odegaard is second in midfielder scoring on the season behind Salah by one point. That is shocking to me. Martinelli is four points behind Odegaard. I was going to say, season. Martinelli dropped out of and the then, top spot. And then Saka's in fifth. It goes Sala, Odegaard, Rashford, Martinelli, Saka. No city players Boy, mentioned. the week, you know, you really want Martinelli. On the, oh, you Brian, really want, you want Martinelli on the bench oh in a game gosh. where it's as wide open as possible against a, a Chelsea team that can't do anything right. Definitely do not want Martinelli getting a big <laughs> head. Got to, let's get him out of there. Got to make sure he, he stays. Sit him down. We need these guys humble <laughs> for the run-in. Do not. Ryan, I'm with you. It's killing me that Martinelli didn't start. And then, of course, subs in as uh, Arsenal at, on some level and, at some and, point. And, like, hey, all right, foot off the gas. Foot off the right. gas, everybody. Let's, let's just let's just maintain here. And, I know. Uh, no, nothing. I know. It. And honestly, I wish Arsenal would have gone after it. I think the the you know having uh, Liverpool did it earlier this season where they smashed Bournemouth nine nothing. Right. Here's, like like I would love to see Arsenal go out and beat someone six zero, and they could have beat that team today, Chelsea six zero. But Scott, they don't have that killer. Mentality. City would have beat them six zero. Liverpool would have beat them six zero. Like Arsenal doesn't have that yet, and like that's something that they have to develop is that killer, killer instinct. I think the fact that City are only two points behind with two games in hand and are plus twelve on the goal differential. I'm not sure it would have mattered. Like you would do that. No, maybe I know. If goal I, I differential think it's just a mattered. statement about where you are as a club, right? Like. 
yeah, you did that. There's three draws, and that prop, those three draws lost you, in all intents and purposes, the the title. And because because if they would have won those, it wouldn't have mattered if they lost the city when they played head to head. So you know, it, it is look, it, city. Uh, you know, at this moment, Arsenal still first on the table. Maybe disaster happens. I don't wish that, but maybe it could happen. And you know, you don't wish that on City. I I, I can I don't say wish I disaster do. on them. Oh sure, why not? But you know, some unfavorable results. Maybe some some knocks, Brian. I'm okay a with colony that. of molehills on the <laughs> practice pitch. They keep getting knocked. Guys are getting knocked. Not enough. Not enough. All right. Listen. So hey, here, bottom line is this Arsenal result doesn't change anything. I don't think about any owning Ars- any Arsenal players other than like no, this you probably a, need to consider Jesus. Listen. The the your big again uh, the differential double game week Odegaard and Jaka are your big winners here. Jesus, I, I, I'm just saying. Uh, the, the, speaking of expendable assets, Arsenal. Everyone's it's fire sale on Arsenal assets. I just watched Martinelli drop in price for me this week. Prior to this Saka's week, top three transfers. Pri- prior out. to this week, like we said, the number one scoring midfielder in FPL drops in price. Gets benched against Chelsea. Now is probably going to drop again before the game week starts. Their fixtures remaining are, we said, they're at Newcastle this weekend. Then Brighton, Nottingham Forest, and Wolves. Like, what? They're what? Nottingham. You busted out the King Charles <laughs> accent on Nottingham. Listen, four fixtures left. You're predicting goals against Newcastle. You'd like to see them. Newcastle keeps conceding the same way Manchester City does. You'd you'd think there should be goals in that game. Brighton, there's always goals in that game. Nottingham Forest, who knows? They're at Nottingham Forest. At that point, you'd see probably a a safe Nottingham Forest. And then uh, home against Wolves, who are horrible. If anything, there are goals left in the Arsenal team. Everybody's getting rid of all of them. So, for what it's worth, Current world number one. The number one FPL player in the world right this second okay. is FPL Guns. You can find him right now on social media. I'm already intimidated. Guns. G-U-N-Z, Dave, to make it even more intimidating. Oh, buddy. Country of origin. Uh, his he, uh, uh, Ali, A-L-I, is his uh, parenthesis name on his social media profile. So not sure. Can't, I, I didn't look into it that deeply. Right. He said the words that, Scott, you've longed to hear for the last <laughs> infinity number of seasons. Not, I'm sorry. Not, it's not I, uh, Lee Mason and Arlo White have both fallen into a sinkhole that goes to the Earth's core. Mm-hmm. That he didn't say that. That's what you want to hear. But I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah. What he actually said was, I might ignore double game weeks and bring my Arsenal boys back. Double game weeks are not to be trusted. He said that today. Huh? Did you hear that, Dave? Been saying it for years. So, I, I, who knows? FPL guns. Everyone is paying attention. Everyone pays attention to wor- to the number one player at whatever point. So, whatever the number one player is doing, I think you're going you know to listen to it. How hard it is to get to be the number one player this he, late in the season. He dropped to third, I think, a few weeks ago, and crawled back up to number one again. Wow. So he's back in number one. Wow. Either way. Uh, I'm not sure. You know, you would say say what you want about it. Who knows if it's a, a head games type strategy or whatever? But 
I don't think it's. I mean, one off performance from Martinelli, uh, another like a you know Saka's blanked like what four out of the last five or something. Yeah, like that. I like, sold Saka. Sokka. Yeah, Saka's been Saka's been rough. I sold him during this pod, just now. Yeah, for Joe Linton. Rashford. Oh man, I wanted you to bring it. Uh, technically, Toe Linton. Oh yeah, no, Joe Linton, Toe Linton. Um, Murray Stevenson. <laughs> Fifteen and thirteen points respectively for Odegaard and Jaka. Brace from Odegaard and three assists. When did you think you were going to say that this season, Dave? Jaka with three A trick of assists. Three assists for Granit wow. Jaka today. We had triple that- brace earlier. Hat trick of assists now? I would that say... That gives him eight on the season. So he got okay, as many today so as most of the season. Minimum, Dave. If Depending on the severity of the Gabriel injury, it looked he did not look good. If he no. misses Newcastle, that's that's bad. Wilson and Isak really will score braces in, the, in that game if he's out. If you've got a Rob holding and... Kiwiar? 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 I don't know how to say his last name. That's who came in for Gabriel? Uh, Saliba. He started the match. Oh, oh, right. Yes, Holding yes, yes, came in right. late, but honestly, that, so that young kid, is a, he's a stud. He played a great game. So and you're going to have a Rob Chelsea. Holding and Kivior. Yes, he said it right. Keep, K-I-W-I-O-R, I think, is his. It's Brian J. Know, of course he said it right. You said it right. Kivior. 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 The, the W turns to a B. Kivior Linton. <laughs> okay. I like it. All right. Um, I'm saying if that's your center back pairing, if you find out that Gabriel's it's, it's out, rock, it's rock you're, solid. Rock solid. You're screaming inside. If you uh, hear, as soon as you nervous. hear, if you hear Gabriel's hamstring is a grade two tear, yeah. he you, may make the last game of the season. You're screaming. Yeah, I'll be a little nervous. Because then, because then you know you're starting. That, you're gonna start a front five. That would of be like Jesus, Trossard, Martinelli, Saka, Odegaard. You're gonna start that every. That would game. be like starting Gomez and Matip as your center backs. Rude. <laughs> I'm saying, what, what did Liverpool ever do to you? Everything. What I'm saying this is, you season. find that out. Are you? You're not investing. If you have Ben White, no, 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 I've no. got Zinchenko. Can't no. get rid of him fast enough. No. I'm saying you're not buying a, no. an Arsenal defender, and minimum you're getting rid of them as fast as you possibly Correct. can. Absolutely. Ramsdale yeah. owners, however, what five percent or whatever. Yeah. All right. Just want to make sure. Yeah. Are you are you against going to Arsenal attacking assets? No, my gosh, no. Are you? Yeah, I'm out. I, I would just keep the. You're you're done and not coming back. I'm out. I'm okay. Out for the stretch run. All right. They're grinding. Not liking it. I know they. I know they scored three today. Odegaard's first one was a. I mean, they're they both were. Beautiful yeah, goals. goals are awesome. They both were good. I, Scott, hey, it's you know, if they though, play that match tomorrow, he I want to bring both. this. I want to bring this point <laughs> up, Scott. You're right. This is now pressures off Arsenal. Yeah, I know. And I just, I just, I've seen wonder. it with Liverpool. It's true. You're not wrong. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah, you know totally what I'm saying. Fair. Like now, it's kind of like it's kind of like we, we we already effed it up already. You yeah. know, and now it's like, hey, let's just go play some matches and have fun. Yeah. So. Well, let's see what they do against Newcastle. They beat up on uh, everybody's favorite whipping boy, Chelsea. Chelsea, You're right about that. Next year's title contenders, Chelsea. Uh, Bournemouth 4 leads 1. Lerma with the brace. Bruno Lerma, I like to call him. Uh, Brian, this is your chance to 
make your required Dominic Solanke reference. Goal, two bonus points, eight points for the week. Keeps rolling. Chelsea, Crystal Palace, Manchester United, Everton, the last four matches for Bournemouth. Uh, uh, increasingly safe uh, Bournemouth. 5.6 Solanke. His last... Six, six goals and 10 assists on the season for Dominic Solanke. His last four matches, 15-2-5-8. Right, so... Uh, that pains me to say that. <laughs> 16 goal involvements for the season. Goal involvements? Well, I'm just saying, this, he's he is accounted for 16. Kind of that's a sexy I'm just saying yeah. he's got 16 of, he's accounted for 16 of Bournemouth's 36 goals. So Ryan, four, our, 44% of, of Bournemouth's goals are, are, are Dominic Solanke. Scott. I'm sorry, the Solanke allotted time is over. Scott. Weird yes, stat for Bournemouth. Hold on. Weird stat right, for Bournemouth. Weird stat. Yeah. Zero penalties. Attempted zero penalties. They have zero penalty goals this season. Well, that sucks because I brought Slanky in for penalties. That is really weird. If you did that, <laughs> I don't even know what to tell you. <laughs> if you did, that's the best reason I've ever heard to buy anyone. Like Dominic Solanke or Jorginho. As a married man, how many yeah. goal involvements do you typically have Listen, in, a, in a match week? I can only hope. Where's that horn? Match, I can, can, I can match Solanke. Please, God, God don't let my... Why are you blaring the horn at him? Please, God, don't let my wife be listening to this. I can only hope it's an XG of one a night. Well, I'm right with you, brother. Tell right you what, on. You're doing one a night. Fantastic. Fantastic. All right. Chris... <laughs> Look, what are you doing? You're you're not thinking about Bournemouth as a you're not you're you're buying Solanke because he can be involved in goals. It seems about fifty percent of the time, like it's about a fifty fifty chance if Bournemouth score a goal, Solanke's going to have something to do with it. Whoa, 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 whoa! He is, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. We've used up our quota. I'm just saying. They're on thirty nine points. We just said I, it two seconds ago. Ryan, they're I tied on the points. Sword. They're I'll tied. They're they're tied on points with with Chelsea right now. If they might as well be in twelfth, they are one point behind Crystal Palace, who has gone forty points in eleventh. And everyone is kind of saying like, you got to forty, you're safe. Palace is safe for the rest of the season. Chelsea, no one has sucked. They're not getting sucked no, into a, this is a five, relegation battle. This is a five team relegation battle. Leicester down, right? Ironically, well, you're not going to put West Ham in there. No. No. All right. All right. I'm not putting West Ham in there. My my chosen three at this moment are are Southampton, Everton, and Leicester. No way. I think, I think Forrest and Leeds are gonna be. There's no out. way Leeds is staying up. I think they're I Leeds I think Leeds schedule is horrible, but I think That's what gonna, I mean. How, well, Sam Allardyce is gonna make Leeds stay up? He's a magician, Brian. There's no way. You're probably right. I'm just I'm optimistic. I want Leeds to stay up. I will say I you know, not ironically, but interestingly, there's three Monday matches in this game week thirty five coming up. And four of the five that we're saying are in this relegation battle are playing on Monday. Monday's a big relegation. That is day. so weird. Which yeah. team is Leeds gonna beat at City, home Newcastle, at West Ham and home Spurs? Hey, they're gonna they give Arsenal won, the title, they, baby. They they can win maybe a depleted, not caring West Ham team. I think they can get two. And maybe they can get a, a weird, scrappy draw against Spurs. Yeah. That's Bruno right. That's Aronson their best case. is and going so to give Arsenal the title. <laughs> Bruno, <Aronson>. Bruno, Bruno <laughs> A. 
Yeah. All right. We need one of those too. Brandon uh, Bruno. Speed round. Aaron speed round. Him. What do we have left? Palace four. Hammers three. Controversial a, pen. I was gonna say. Speaking of speaking of crazy, but that was a terrible penalty. I think the the weirdest thing about it is that as a no question took it. Fun game to watch, by the way. Yeah, it was a fun game to watch. Zaha on the pitch when the penalty was there. Yeah, and as they as they took it, did I not... thought as they was running interference for him. You know yeah. how some guys will pick up the ball, act like they're going to take it. Then when the ref finally backs everyone off and it calms down, he walks away and someone else walks yeah, up. That's such a tricky thing to do. It's like no one can super, see it coming. Super well. in, uh, but in Eze's defense, a very well taken, calm, very good penalty. A lot of people are going to him right now. Well, hey, go to him in my first bench spot, buddy. <laughs> you want to go to him? Come visit him yeah. in my first bench spot. That's fair. Why wouldn't I, I, even, feel, he would, I feel I, great about Olise in my first bench spot. Olise could like that's another another match where you just say pinpoint accuracy on his passes. How he didn't come away with at least an assist in this game, uh, I, I, I'm just not sure. But those three guys, the front three, however they arrange it between Zaha, Olise, Eze, and then who cares who else is in front. Who, it doesn't matter if it's IU with them, if it's Edward, because Edward's been starting most of them when he's fit. I just don't think it matters. The whole thing is running through Zaha. Zaha destroyed Sufal for however many minutes he was out there. It was a ridiculous game. Lesser 2, Everton 2. Speaking of penalty kicks, a lot being made, not just of James Madison missing his, but... Jamie Vardy not taking it? Jordan Pickford's water bottle giving him the clues. And needs. and also Pickford celebrating like they had won the match at halftime when they were down 2-1. He was celebrating his PK save. He's a happy guy. He's also weird. a weird guy. Yeah, weird. Um safe to say Madison doesn't take another penalty the rest of the season, maybe again ever as long as cuz Tielemans was out there too. That was the other thing that I think was driving Leicester fans crazy is that Vart not only you have Vardy out there but Tielemans, who's norm, who has taken them when Vardy's been off, uh, Tielemans was out there too, and somehow Madison steps up and takes, well, a bad penalty. Does if, this get this do anything for Everton though? This was the this uh, to me this seemed like the, just the craziest relegation six pointer I've ever seen. It was a spirited game. Well, it was a great game thing. to watch. These two clubs shouldn't be here. This is the case for how important Mojo is in in European soccer. The fact that these two clubs have been sucked down into the relegation quicksand like this, they're too good to be down here, but here they are. I know. And that's why instead of a nil-nil game like you usually see, a snoozer, goalless six-pointer, you get a 2-2 draw instead. It was The first half was incredible. Ain't Seamus... Brian, by oh, the way, I know. Uh, well, I can't. I can't. By the way, I can't curse Seamus as he's supporting the fans and his him. teammates. I'm not uh, saying this he's podcast being stretchered him, off, but let me tell you, someone cursed him. Um, yeah, and I just feel like if we don't well, mention that based on what happened, then we are a fraud as a podcast. <laughs> Uh, for a lot of people who are waiting, uh, I remember weeks and weeks ago when the Everton was doubling, you were waiting and waiting on uh, on uh, Nathan Patterson to come back in the side because he had started all those matches uh, for a while there and then got injured. Seamus took over and didn't give up the spot. Well, now Seamus isn't there. 
Nathan Patterson going to be starting uh, presumably on that side for the remainder of the season for 3.9 pounds. If you want a 3.9 Nathan Patterson against Brighton, Manchester City, Wolves, and Bournemouth, by all means, oh, go and grab him. No kidding. Don't hear a clean sheet in that list. Not no, really. No. I don't see a clean sheet for Everton the rest of the way. Uh, Iwobi looked good. He's been looking good. You want to buy Iwobi? Who? Jordan Pickford. 10 each. 10 points each for Iwobi and Pickford. Who? Uh, is Dominic Calvert-Lewin back? He no. looked back. Does, well, does he it matter? Look, he looked very does good. I would say he looked very would good. Would you buy him? I saw him no. out on the pitch. He was seven. He's seven point nine. Yeah, no one's buying. What a crazy no. price for that guy! Start Next season, season he won't be if Everton are in the league. And I wish they won't be. Yeah, maybe not. I won't even finish that sentence. All right. Uh, we've talked at the start of this pod about the FPL America Podcast Cup. Hopefully, I'm still in it the next time you hear our voices. Uh, but in the league, we have a new uh, top. Well, we have a new third place. Uh, finisher after game week 34, at least as we sit here in game week 34. Currently, there's actually a tie for second. Slave Whiskey equals 10KR. Eric, he has moved into a second-place tie with Clam Chowdhury, Max. Uh, first place by quite a bit, 35 points. That's a hard margin. Is carry. Here we go again. Mm-hmm. All right, I made a double move while we're sitting here. I love I love on the pot moves. It's fantastic. I sent uh, out... Saka and Keppa. Good. And I went to Rashford and Raya. Can't argue with that. Although uh my plans to sit Raya. Who's your other goalkeeper? Steel. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we're in the we have the same the we're the we're the same now. Yeah, Steel will start thirty five and then Raya thirty six and we'll see from there. Yeah. Um you want to talk about my moves? D- right now. What go. kind of what kind of moves you got, Brian? Well, I already made one. It was to get uh, Iverson from Leicester City uh, as my second goalkeeper. By the way, Iverson's price went up tonight, which is shocking to me. I'm not surprised. He's I, cheap. I'm a little surprised. Or as the announcers called him, Everson. Everson. Yeah, I, if you want to call him that, that's fine, right, too. Right. Uh, I sold him uh, mostly because I don't trust them. I don't trust Leicester to do anything good defensively at all, ever. I don't know why... The only reason you're doing it was because he was 3.9 and Steele had gone up to 4.0. To me, I still it still doesn't make sense. Like I still don't see why you do that. You're not you're you wouldn't. Are you gonna play? Are you gonna play him at all? Is it because they play Fulham next week? I guess that's okay. The 36, they're at Liverpool. Or they're yeah, they're they're home to Liverpool. You're not touching that. Then they're at Newcastle. You're not doing anything about that. And game week 38 is a goal fest, no matter who's playing. He's a useless. Uh, he's a useless asset. Mm. Like it, to me, it was the it was the easiest guy to get rid of. I am a, I am a little surprised. I think it was entirely because of 3.9. Mm-hmm. Is he 3.9 now? Was he 3.8, or did he go up to 4.0? Who? <laughs> The guy. Right, in case you're wondering Iverson? if anyone's listening to you, Ivolinton Steel from Leicester. Io Linton. <laughs> I sold Everson <laughs> to bring in Jason Jed Steele. And uh he's I three s- nine. He was three eight. Oh, now so he, three that's nine. why. So he was three eight, and he's a starter. Uh I still have one transfer. I have Zinchenko in my team. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Uh and I have um 
I was thinking Eze was going to go, but I don't know about that now. No, um, yeah. He should be in your squad, not in your bench. Yeah, man, well, he's at Spurs, and I don't, I'm not sure what to do with that. Hate that. Would you play Eze over Martinelli this week? No, Martinelli starts next match. Martinelli's at Newcastle. Martinelli starts. Eze is at Tottenham. I'm asking who would you rather start between the Martinelli. two? Martinelli. Hey, Brian. No, it's, I know. It's I, me. It's me the, here. The way my, I have my team Martinelli. set I have my team set up with I, Martinelli in and Eze again in my first bench spot. I have Trippier as my I have, second bench I right know. now. I have Olise, not Eze, and I've gotten factored ever since I made the wrong decision. But I would I would play I, no, I'd go Martinelli. You have you even though have, it's at Spurs, even though they're at Spurs. I, you've yeah. been no Trippier for a while. Is that this? Is that still the case? Yeah, you still well, have Share. I got Shar. I still okay. Have Char. What about you? You still have Trippier? No, no. When did you get rid of Trippier? Weeks ago. That's smart. Thank you. That's a fantastic move. That's why I'm still in the cup. So. I won't be starting this For week. I will have Elise starting. I will have in my defense at the moment. I'll have Alexander Arnold, Shaw, and Estupinian in my defense. I'll have three defenders, and I love those three defenders. Shaw will be on the bench, and then I will have. Uh, I don't know. Moreno might start. Villa is at Wolves. I feel like Villa is going to yeah. get a result this week. So I was right on Villa last week. With United this week, I think Villa is going to give you a result. Play Watkins and Moreno. So, what's what's really weird about Trippier is that he had. There's been no drop off. It's not a Trippier or a Newcastle ending, but just that Trippier has had no drop off in chances created. He still is far and away your most creative defender. Even in all of his blanks since game week 28, he's barely gotten anything as far as he's gotten 25 points. That's it's fine. Because he had one big game in there, created twenty five chances since since game week twenty eight, and the next closest is Trent with fourteen. Like what? Like what? Trippier's production has been this season is just it's been astronomical. It's just turned into next to nothing here recently, and contributing nothing as far as goal threat. So I think there was part of that with with Trippier where you're like, oh, free kicks, whatever. Like it's just not happening. That's what I say when I'm upset. Oh, free kicks. Yeah. Uh, Bruno, Dave. We're at the end, bud. Uh, what, what about captains? All right. We, no. need, we need to be quick there's here. One, there's one. It there's only stupid. one choice. My computer's not charging. I have 10% okay. left, which is fine. Great. Let's finish. Um, all right. Do you have the guts to captain anyone other than Holland home to Leeds? No. Barring some sort of weird last-second leak on, uh, on no Saturday way. morning? No way I'm brave enough to do that. It Unless I find out Holland's not starting. Because of the midweek Champions League Man, game after. Alive. Yeah, that'd be the only reason. So is Yoda is Yoda injured? Is he not playing home to Brentford? No, he's not going to play against West Ham. No, sorry. Who do they play next? Brentford. They're Brentford. In the next match. They week. play Fulham. I know. They play yeah, Fulham. Fulham and then. Play Fulham tomorrow. He's probably. But he just doesn't have a yellow triangle, is my right. point. Right. He's likely not going to play against Fulham, but it sounds like it's a, he picked up a knock late in the game against Spurs and is a doubt for, for Fulham. But there's nothing that would suggest if he's fit in training or whatever, he's the first choice. So as long as you see that he's going to, as long as you see yeah. him training, there's nothing about Jota that says he's going to, he's not missing. Because Klopp needs If he's him. healthy, he'll be starting. 
I, yeah, I feel because like. that's what that's Klopp's thing with the, it's the way he presses. That's like it's, and he's their seems like their most threatening player. I can't you can't move him on until you see something definitive. That's why I'm, I hate even having to have made the one transfer I did because I was kind of like, well, what if somebody gets, yeah, what if Jota misses another four weeks or whatever. Anyway, that's it. Okay, gentlemen, well done. Um, I hope guys we have prepared you for uh, the following match week it's getting close to the season and once again let me remind everyone that May 2nd Arsenal is still top of the table for the FPL America podcast this is David Smith until next time